Welcome, Expendable Crew, to Geek Salad episode 152, Mother is a Bitch. Yes. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today we are here to talk all about the Alien movie franchise. Um, now, um, unfortunately, we were also going to have Mike C here, but uh, before we started recording, we, we went exploring and, um, well... Long story short, something popped out of his chest. I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm really we're, we got to get this recorded, so I really don't have time to look for it right now. Who's got a flamethrower? Um, none of us I, do. I, I got a flashlight app. I got a cat. There you go. There you go. I got a cat. So. Well, you know what? I'm sure it's just nothing, right? Just huh. something, some harmless, it was small. I mean, harmless I, little thing that just ran off. It's okay. We can we can step on it. Live in the it. attic. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, this is. I have had this on the list for like the last two years. Yeah. And this being our 10th Halloween show. Yay! Yeah! yeah. We um, finally are getting around to doing this one. <laughs> now, the big thing is also is that is this really considered horror in the vein of a Halloween thing? And I, I'm actually going to say yes. The first one. It depends on the... the yeah. yeah, it depends on the... Yeah. It I mean, depends on your, yeah. your mindset. And what we can kind of get into is when we discuss I mean, the movies. I mean, as a whole... It's a very scary kind of. Uh, I would say, as a whole, the series is would be classified sci-fi horror. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. does it does get in your head. And you it's, know, it's like are, said, they it's, touch on things that really scare people. It's, it's, it is a very scary, and I mean, a lot of, they depend on a lot of jump cuts and stuff like that. Right. So. Yeah. So now let's talk a little bit about the uh, evolution of this character, the alien xenomorph. Wasn't even called a xenomorph. No, it wasn't even called. No, it was called a xenomorph in Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Um, before that, it was just the alien. Um, 
Designed by H.R. Giger. Giger? I wish I was Geiger. It, yeah, no, it's actually Giger. This dude's a freak. Dude's a fu- he's fucked in the head. He's, first of all, his art is weird. Second of all, in order to meet with him, you have to go to him because he won't fly. Well, actually, now well, now in order to meet with him, you also <laughs> have to be dead. You need a seance, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix called Dark Star. And his house is essentially just decorated by Giger. He's got like this little like you know, Walt Disney those, those those little home videos of Walt Disney riding around in his tiny little train around his his uh, mansion. You know, you imagine Giger doing that with his <laughs> little train. Well, you know, any anytime anytime anybody mentions anything like Lovecraftian, yeah, you know, like Thulu and everything else, I always picture Giger. Giger, yeah, exactly. Hello, it's everybody. Very, you see the penises with the vaginas right now. It's a, well, it's a very <laughs> kind of dark, apocalyptic. It's scary. Shit. It is psychosexual. His that artwork too. is nothing but like dicks he, like, with teeth and vaginas well, well, and... Like the type of thing that even Hellraiser would be like, you know what, I'm, I'm out. out. Nope. <laughs> this is way too much for me, man. They had to tone it down a little bit for the movies. Yeah, you think? Oh my god. Well, I mean, that was... Just because thing. the Xenomorph has this long... Long, smooth, smooth shafty head. head. Yeah, okay. With another protrusion coming out of his mouth. And the eggs open up. In the yeah, well, yeah, like yeah. a flower, if you will. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, God. It and is, then they're, they're covered in mis- mucusy goo. And... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Man wrote this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just funny because I know that the original story of, of Alien was, okay, well, how does the alien get on the ship? Well, he fucked one of the crew members. How else would he get on the ship? <laughs> oh, good God. And that's true. That's oh, how no, 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 Yeah, no. So, I mean, Alien's place in pop culture. And we were talking about this today. Just What were you saying about the uh, carnation stems? Oh, yeah. I, I, I was binging all the movies going through, all the ones I had coming up to this. And I had thrown out some carnations, you know, flowers down, stems up. And it turns out that they're like... You know, skinny and a bump, skinny and a bump. Skinny. So it looked like there was a face hugger trying to get out of my trash can. <laughs> and of course, I my first thought is now face hugger fingers instead of just oak dead flowers because I've been watching nothing but aliens for three days. <laughs> <laughs> aliens and alien featurettes, and I, I oh. own I own the quadrilogy. Yeah, um, I, yeah. Jim has my quadrilogy. I don't know if we're ever getting that back, but oh dear. Yeah, yeah. So, well, hey. The uh, alien would not exist if it weren't for Star Wars. That's true. Yeah, as soon as they, uh, they as soon as uh, Fox saw the box office numbers for Star Wars, they're like, "We need uh, something do, like that." Do we have any? Did anyone else pitch well, any no. sci-fi yeah, movies we recently? Need, we need something else like that. Well, no, yeah, we need something else because Fox already had the rights to Star Wars. All right, guys, but they wanted the licensing for this one. Yeah, <laughs> we are flush with cash right now, guys. What are we gonna do? <laughs> All right. We're going to make a psychosexual movie about a guy, an alien that fucks your face. Yeah. <laughs> and then kills you. And then kills you. Okay. Can you imagine, like, the meeting for that? And Sigourney Weaver's going to be naked at the end. All right. She's not even really naked at the end. I mean, you know, her little jockey briefs and all that. <laughs> those, but... those things are, like, the most uncomfortable-looking underwear in, this, in the universe. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I think they're supposed to be sexy, but it's no, just, no. It's just really low-cut. It was and, 70s sexy. And, and she's got crack. Oh, good and God. It just, just, <laughs> Yeah, no, she's got coin slot in the top, and it's just like... <laughs> I'm going to say it's 70s Mound. It's just... <laughs> oh, you haven't seen 70s Mound until you've seen 1984. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Never mind. Moving um, on. Moving I've never on. seen 1984, but Wait, I don't you know think what? I want to. Can you imagine, though, sitting in that board, the, like the writer's room, stood out of your gourd on blow, and someone's like, oh, no, he's going to, like, fucking his face, and, like, some dude's just thinking of, like, just some random alien just humping some dude's face. <laughs> <laughs> like, bed spring sounds in the back of his head, and, man, I am doing way too much coke right now. No, 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 see, this is how the writer's room went. Everyone was just sitting in there, they are just throwing around rooms, and then Ridley's uh, guy just walks along, throws in the, the book of uh, Geiger, and then runs, yeah. and he hears the screaming all the way down the hall. <laughs> Why'd you just throw that gas mask? Come on, look, they don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. You know, the funny thing is, too, is that I'm pretty sure someone's like, hey, Ridley, um... Can you torture your own children in this movie? Oh, I think I could do that. All right, then. We're in. <laughs> well, well, but aren't you going to torture the cast as well? Uh, yeah, 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 please. Come, please on. come on. I thought that one without saying. I do that for free. Come on. I just do that for ticks. Come on. <laughs> who, who are you going to throw a pig's blood on? You all get pig's blood. So, all right, well, let's start talking about the movies then, since we've already been in pre-production for the first one. <laughs> um, we are going to handle this in, in two separate ways, so we're not talking chronological based on uh, release. <laughs> so we're doing canon first. Okay. All right, starting with 1979, Alien. Take a look at this, man. Brett, give me, uh, what do you got, a pen there? Give it to me, quick. Come on, come on! Don't get in here on your arm. It stopped. Didn't say anything like that except, uh, molecular acid. You must be using it for blood. Got a wonderful defense mechanism. You don't dare kill it. What about Kane? Here's your pen, Ridley. Ridley Scott directed this horror gem. This is one of my all-time favorite this is one Halloween the, movies. This is one of the scariest movies. Yeah, everything ever made. Yeah, first, it t- first like half dozen times, I would jump every single time at the face hugger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This, well, this is, I mean, this. This movie pretty much defined or redefined the the body horror genre. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is like Cronenberg's like taking notes like, oh, oh you man. man. Oh, you, wow. <laughs> sure, one day they'll name, they'll name these awful abominations after me, but for right now. <laughs> wow, I thought I was in the video. <laughs> oh, man. At least I've got free Canadian health care. <laughs> <laughs> but Alien is, I mean, what I love about Alien is how... Benign, it starts off. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Well, they all do kind of. I mean, even the aliens. Even right. though after, you know, I know we'll talk about it, but even the aliens starts off benign. All it is is just a quiet yep. yeah, know, they, a they, ship. Yeah, al- yeah, it takes a long time to get up and running with Alien. But you know you know what the thing is, the thing is about it? The thing that Alien does so well is 
gives you a sense of the isolation of deep space. Yep. Yeah. How just like you, there is like they all say, nobody can hear you scream in space. Well, when you're a million light years away from home, yep. You know. Yeah, they were only halfway there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I actually, I, you know, I watched it in preparation for this. You don't see a single living person until five minutes into the movie, right? And and then you don't. And the, the face hugger moment doesn't occur until like thirty five minutes. Into right. The movie. Yep. It is. Oh, it is the slow burn. The, the slow burn on this is, but it, it, it builds so much tension. Like yeah. again, the isolation of space, the lighting, everything was so like really dark. You had, you had a hard time. Yeah. yeah there was a lot of like like flickering fluorescent. Yeah. The, yeah. the spaceship was designed to be scary. Right. This was not designed to be a happy. Well, you know, it, well, it's, it's funny. This is not a practical spaceship anyone would build. This thing is supposed to scare the crap out of you. Well, the funny thing is, is if you look at the product, the, uh, the design drawings, like the pre-production drawings and the concept art of it, you know, I'm I'm an anime guy. I love anime, and if you look at it, a lot of it looks like a lot like anime yeah. style ships, yeah, and like the Macross and something like the control layouts and everything else like that. But the way they lit it, the way they 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 the atmosphere is just like. I don't want to be in this ship. Oh. I, want to, I need sunlight. I need to be out in the open. This yeah, is if, if you're claustrophobic. This is a, not for you. There's a room entirely full of dark clanking chains with a leaky pipe. Yeah. Right. Like why? This is a terrible design. It's right. A exactly. It's a warehouse. I mean, if, if if Star Wars is supposed to be show a universe that's dirty and yep. kind of worn and used, Alien shows you a universe where OSHA really has their work cut out for. No, them. exactly. <laughs> What I love about it, too, is the overall design of the technology. Everything is still, like, it looks like it was 1979 computers. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. A lot of just, like, that, that green, that green that, digital. That green, yep. the green fonts, the, yeah. the, the, the clicking sounds. The keyboard for Mother yeah. is a 1979 like, keyboard. Clack, 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 yep. clack, clack. And the funny thing is, too, is that I think of, I think of that when um, I'm going on Space Mountain. Yeah. So when you're going on Space oh, yeah. Mountain, it yeah. almost has got that feel of that late seventies horror and space Espe- type of yeah. especially when you're walking through the queue yeah. going up to the right. Exactly. And the way that the like the voiceovers sound the voiceovers sound like mother. Yeah. Yeah. They really do. Well like it's, like it's you know, it's it's such a and I hate to you know, bring but it bringing this up, but it's such a contrast with Star Wars where it was used and old but it had a homey kind of lived in Comfortable feel to what yeah. Star Wars yeah. did, you know, like the Millennium Falcon. It was a bucket of, you know, a bucket of bolts, a hunk of junk, but it looked lived in. You felt comfortable in it. You don't feel comfortable in the Padron and the Nostromo. Nostromo. Yeah. One one thing though that the uh, that thirty minutes building up to it, it does keep, it does let you get to know these characters. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They're right. actually pretty well established by the time all the shit hits the fan. Right when yeah. they. When they land, yeah. exactly. And what I what I like about that too is that the planets themselves that they're 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 going on are not these majestic new worlds. They're no, all they're, rocks. Yeah. They're essentially. I mean, they're all just these shithole rocks. Yeah, they're not cla- so they're not class N planets from Star Trek, right? But um, yeah, no. I mean, you're right. That first half hour does a great job building, mm-hmm. and you kind of forget. You lull yourself into a. Um, a false oh. sense of security. That, okay, well, it's just these guys going to do this. But holy shit! You know? Another great thing is, you, it, it really, not until maybe half hour, 45 minutes into the movie, that you realize, oh wait, Ripley's the main character. That's right, you're a- thinking, you're, I thought Tom's, 
For he Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. Well, I thought Tom yeah. Skerritt was a Until big he gets killed was, off, it's really like anyone's game. This was this was early in the early in the horror genre where women were going to be the survivors. Men weren't the ones. Yeah. You know, and this, that men were the ones doing the stupid shit that getting them killed. Yeah, men, yeah exactly. Men, men, you know, were the the heroes of these things. You know, Forbidden Planet and all the other traditional yeah. classic. Are you okay? Yeah, I just tripped on my dick. I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- it was it was like I got like this book on sci-fi, the history of sci-fi, when I was in fourth grade, and. Part of it is like this was the the first time that this was the thing. The sole survivor is a woman and a cat. Yep. Yeah. And what's interesting too is that Ripley was originally a man. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's, a, that's the, the original. Yeah, the original screenplay writers of Star Beast are like, you change the you change Ripley into a woman and suddenly somebody else owns it, and it's <laughs> not my movie. And it, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dan O'Bannon, you still get credit for this every that's single it. movie. Yeah. Um. What's interesting too is I like that they cut out a lot of like the there there is. There is no romantic interest for anybody in that. No, no. You know, and that could have easily been a Dallas and Ripley thing. Actually, um, wasn't there like a cut scene of uh, Dallas and Ripley actually having sex? No, there wasn't they, a cut they, scene, they but it was. It. They implied it, but yeah, it was never, and it's uh, in like, the director's cut. Yeah. So te- theoretically speaking, it doesn't count. Right. <laughs> I don't even. I I didn't watch the director's cut this time around. I don't which is that. which is the well, main... I did. I did. did. You? All right, so you saw. Dallas still alive. Yeah, he's he's alive and cocooned. Right. Yeah. And you saw um, uh, Veronica Cartwright's character Lambert. Yeah. Slap Ripley. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, there literally is for, like five for, minutes for wanting, of... for wanting to insist on protocol. And you know, if we'd only listened to Ripley, well, there wouldn't have been a franchise. But and, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 apparently. Uh, once more, um, you know, Ridley Scott torturing his cast. Uh, apparently, he like every single time, like uh, Veronica Curry would try to slap um, Sigourney Weaver, and Sigourney Weaver always like, kind of flinch away right before, and so it never looked real. So Ridley Scott finally went to Veronica and said, "Just do it, just yeah. slap her," and it, she whacked her. She really, she yeah, really, which is amazing because Sigourney Weaver's like my height. She's yeah. like yeah. six two. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was another thing was that she was she was the first like real heroine for tall women. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, no. When you when but when the alien finally gets on board, and you know, I love that the, you know they spend another ten minutes arguing. What should know, we do? Medical protocols. Yeah, you know, well, you of, course, it, 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 well, of course, you know, Ripley. Ripley is the smart one. She's the side. No, you're not. You can't come in. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot bring him in until we do the quarantine. I love. I love how with with Ash, the it's a very slow burn of until you realize. Oh wait, he's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for, first off, he's like, uh, you know, what, what's the point of uh, you know of letting them know that it's a warning? You know, by the time they like you get out there, they'll know it's a warning, and then yeah, you know, I'll let him in because you know why not? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I want. I want. I want to rescue my friends. Yeah, and right. then you, you know. then you slowly find out he's working for a corporation that knows about these things and wants them. Yeah. So yeah, so I I think I still I still feel that the the image of John Hurt with the face hugger, like on his face, the thing wrapped around his neck, that yeah. tail wrapped yeah. around his neck, is one of the most terrifying images. Oh. Yep. Because he's just he's so. Prone. He's so vulnerable. Yeah. And every Which, time they try to get near it, they like pulls it tighter. Yeah. And, and so they're like, "Oh, we can't do anything." And they but can't like, cut it out because the blood's acid. Yeah. So perfect killing it goes machine. Goes through multiple floors. Yeah. 
Although that, that's a slight continuity error. It's the the uh, acid burn on one floor is exactly the same as the acid burn on the next floor. <laughs> if you look at the shot, it's exactly the same. Oh. Yeah, well, it's not so much a continuity error as uh, let's make it scarier by using the same footage. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to talk about the scene. Oh, yeah. The chest burst. Oh, God! <laughs> Watching Tom, I, I, when when they did Alien on uh, Sci-Fi Channel, Tom Skerritt did interstitials, yeah, talking about it, and he was talking about how like they just brought in like all this tripe and other like body parts to just throw around, and he kind of knew what was coming because he saw it. A lot of the actors didn't see them bringing yeah. this all on the set, yeah. So when it exploded around, those were their real reactions, right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, they had they had a hose aimed right at Veronica Cartwright's face. Yeah. <laughs> but the interesting thing about that is. There, you know, a lesser director would have put a, like a real like horror score underneath that. Right. But there was no music no under music. there. Actually, there's very little music in the entire movie. Right. It's, it's very, very low and yeah. Very it's very, very low. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith did a good job of oh, yeah. being minimalist as hell yeah. on this. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, the fact that there is no music. Veronica Cartwright's reactions, by the way, there's two in the movie. The first one is this one where. The the chest burster is coming is just kind of like slowly crawling out and yeah all you hear is like oh god oh god yeah. yep and no music at all and it just it just that's you are watching that in real life well what it is it makes you feel like yeah you're in the because all you hear is the clinking of the you know there's not really like any right. conversation it's just kind there's of background the, the slithering and the dripping and the screaming and yeah the, well no but like the lead up to it you're just kind of sitting at dinner. Yeah. You know, like, you feel like you're part of the crew, and, you know, everybody's having their own conversations, and you, you hear in the background, you hear the clinking of the, the forks and everything, and all of a sudden, you just see John Hurt just, like, start convulsing, you're like, yeah, he what the fuck's going on? And then he convulses, and then there's that one shot, he's on the table, and the thing punches, that blood just sprays out of his yeah. chest, this is before the thing actually comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Although, when it starts singing Hello, My Baby, that's, that's, a, that's a really weird part of the movie. I think you're confusing with me, uh, Spaceballs. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's interesting, in the uh, doc, one of the documentaries that they had on the Alien Quadrilogy about you know the, the way that popular culture has represented the chestburster, it's always coming out through your stomach. Right. It's really, it's coming it's out through your because heart. Because yeah. the, the egg doesn't go all the way down. Right, exactly. Until you're, like, you're so, it's, 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 the, the, thing, the thing curls up around your, your heart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that is honestly more terrifying, quite honestly, than popping out of your stomach. Yeah. yeah. Stomach, you could actually, you could put... Just survive. You could survive. Probably yeah. not. Burst burst through your heart. Yeah, you, no, you're gone. Now, I, and then from there, it's just now you're, now you've got your haunted house... Well, yes. no, no. Then, then they're chasing this small little thing, and as soon as Harry Dean Stanton finds that little the, that the skin, yeah, like oh wait, oh yeah, that's right. This, the, it molted when it molted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, um, I don't think they're looking for a small thing anymore. <laughs> Boy, that thing's growing quick. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> it is seriously one of the most terrifying designs. Yeah, ever. I mean, sure, they found this. Guy weighed, I think, ninety-eight pounds and was seven feet four. <laughs> yep, it was something ridiculous like that. Like Ridley Scott oh, yeah. saw him at a bar and said, uh, "How would you like your career in movies?" Okay. <laughs> yeah, Tom Skerritt said it was great because he was one day walking along in the costume. He wasn't wearing the head, but he was wearing everything else. 
and one of the costume designers who had this fabulous white scarf blowing in the wind while he was carrying the tail. Yeah. Behind this, you know, like there's a little guy with the, the white fabulous scarf carrying the tail, and there's this big, tall, skinny guy walking along. It's just an image. You know, one thing I didn't mention about the, the, the chestburster scene is there was, during like some of the screenings, this was also on the, the Alien documentary, that there was a theater owner in Texas. They asked him, how, well, how does your audience respond? He's like, oh, they're terrified. So what are you doing? Oh, we cut that scene completely out. Oh, oh that's, that's right. the whole point. That's yeah. right. That's the whole point. Oh, that's, okay, Texas, yeah. man. Texas. Fucking rednecks. And they are in charge of our educational system. Yes, they are. So, and, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, there's just so many great deaths. And all, they're almost all done off camera. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, that, that's that's one thing they really just got to learn from Jaws. Yeah. Is that, you know what? Sometimes if you show the, show the monster in full light, it doesn't really look good. You hide it in shadows... Right. That's when I mean, there's a lot of strobes. Harry Dean Stanton is killed off screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, Thomas Garrett is killed off screen. Veronica Cartwright, in one of the more terrifying scenes that does use the music really, really well. Yeah. Because they really have like that real psycho yeah. build up yeah. as you're watching that the, the tail slither up from Yeah, slither up between yeah. her legs. The only one you actually see killed besides John Hurt is Javakoto. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Even then, it's just a, a quick like a quick splish. blood spurts out of his mouth, and that's it. Yeah, but you know that they're dead. Yeah. Yep. And then there's the escape. First of all, <laughs> well, I, there's also Ash. Oh, that's right, Ash. Oh, good lord, I forgot. Oh, all that, you know Ash. what? That, I, I find I have found every time I watch an alien movie where the uh, the android gets it, I'm very disturbed by it. <laughs> I think it's gross. I mean, I I know they're supposed to be synthetic, but the way they design them. They look very organic with the white fluid and everything, with the milk. Yeah, and the yeah. Oh, dude, like milk and tapioca pudding. Yeah. When, when they when they have the you know Ash's head off, and oh, and he's trying to talk, and he's trying to talk. Yo, he's oh, just yeah. dribbling out of his mouth. By the way, I that is the one part of the... right before that, while they're trying to get the prop head to stand yeah. up, yeah. <laughs> and then they have to just do a cut to the. Part it's like the worst so cut. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, well, that's a dummy head. Hey. Rubber head, rubber head, rubber head. at home. <laughs> it gets me every time. I just love to like. Just imagine that day on the set. That poor actor is pawing through all this tapioca yeah. and sour milk, and it reeks like crazy. And they can't get the stupid prop head to stand up. I love to. Well, here's a you're going back to when Ash was still, you know, in one piece. Um, how just cold and efficient he was trying to kill Ripley. Yeah. Oh, God, oh yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, he just goes emotionless. And then he grabs that magazine. I've never seen anyone, you know, oh, attempt yeah. to murder somebody that With way. With a magazine. Tighten up that roll, that thing, and shove it down her throat. And I'm just like, oh, first of all, that's a skin mag. <laughs> I wouldn't want that thing in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say... Oh, I'll get Yafakoto all over it. Oh, <laughs> His final line is probably one of the is probably my, one of my favorite lines from this movie. It's like I won't I won't argue about you know, your chances, but you have my sympathies. Yeah, and then she yeah. tortures him. Yeah, and I mean what I love too is that you have to save the cat. Yeah, it of is course, a trope in screenwriting. You have to save the kitty. Save the cat because there's this you know she's got Jonesy. She's ready to go. She puts Jonesy down. She goes to do something, she forgets that the cat is there. Yeah. And then they cut to Jonesy, and Jonesy's just kind of like, fuck. 
And the alien is like staring at it. Yeah. Almost comically. Like if it had a mustache, it would twirl it. <laughs> and then she she was she was like five seconds late with turning off things things and mother's a bitch. Yeah, exactly. Won't <laughs> turn it off. Bitch. Yeah. I I still minimum safe distance. Oh god, yeah. You now have five seconds to reach minimum safety. That, that, really? what? that shuttle launched really fast. Yeah. It got pretty damn far away from that thing really damn quick. It's considering she got there in the last minute. Yeah. But I love that they reused that voice. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah. Throughout they reused that voice. You now have five minutes to reach minimum safe distance. <laughs> and then we get to the escape pod. To the underwear scene. <laughs> God. They made fun of this on like some puppet show that they used to do on like prime time late at night. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there's a monster running loose. What do we do? Everybody go into a dark corner by yourselves. What are you going to do? I'm going to stay here and strip to my underwear. That was a uh, spitting image. <laughs> it was the British. It was the British like character puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, that when I, when I when I first saw that movie, I saw that scene. I was like, oh. Let me just look at that a little bit more. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, after more. after two hours of being scared out, scared shitless, I've earned this. <laughs> <laughs> so damn it, I'm gonna look. But it's, it's just so funny how the alien does sleep and is an incredibly sound sleeper. Apparently, oh yeah. What, until you see that arm, it just looks like right part of the. Yeah, sleep. exactly. Yeah. Again, the ship is designed to be scary. Yeah. It's designed to look like the alien. Yeah, all until it moves. You're like, you're like looking for it. And then the biggest trope in the entire Alien franchise. Blast him out the air lock. Yep. Space him. Yep. Apparently, her singing You Are My Lucky Star was her choice. Oh, okay. Yeah. And really, Scott got kind of pissed because she, then they had to get the rights to the, to the, to the Oh. <laughs> and that was a bitch. This was 70s ADR, too, yeah. so they couldn't just, like, you know, blur over, just cut it out completely. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it is it is a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. It is Out of all the movies we're going to talk about right now, it is my favorite. Out of all the Alien movies. It's my second favorite. All right. It's my favorite. I, well, I it's tough to compare. Yeah, uh, because, they're, just because, they're, well, they're, because they're, all, they're all such different... Well, the, they're all filmed by different. They're written by different people. They're filmed in different styles, so they yeah. each have their own flavor. Like this is the one that's just the pure. Right, but the thing, the, but the, the thing is, but the thing is, when a lot of people think of aliens or think of the alien franchise, they think of aliens. Yeah, mm. which is God a damn shame. you, James Cameron. Which is a shame. Yeah. No, but the original quadrilogy quadrilogy was broken down as the horror movie, the action movie. The independent film and the foreign film. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As we will discuss. So moving on, 1986, James Cameron di- wrote and directed Aliens. Yep. Yep. Plural. Remember, short controlled bursts. Eight meters. Seven. Six. Can't be. That's inside the room. It's reading right, man. Look. Well, you're not reading it right. Five meters, man. Four. What the hell? Oh my god. Oh, sh- Give me the light. 
56 years later? Yes, 57. 57 yeah. years later. They find Ripley. And they learn nothing. And, and they jo- learn and nothing. And Jonesy. And Jonesy, that's right. That little shithead's going to be staying here. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, This one does start really... Really slow. It does, and, and I think they're they're kind of trying to do the same build up that they did with Alien. Yeah, I, I how long is it until you see the first Alien in this one? I think it's forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. About yeah, forty five minutes. Is like it, yeah. the, the original or the director's cut? The original. It's like it's it sucks. I've seen the original more than I've seen the director's cut. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah the director's cut like you know when they when they went to the director's cut they pretty much cut a whole reel out right yeah. exactly I mean the director's cut is considered to be the preferred mode of viewing well I mean with with all of James Cameron movies the director's cuts are the, he he cuts out a significant portion of each movie right usually right. entire subplot well this is before he was freaking James Cameron too. well I mean, yeah so even he's back then. still he answering was, the thoughts of this he he and Gail Ann Hurd were punk kids yeah. Who but, had a lot of trouble with the with the crew? So, yeah. well, yeah, they they filmed it in England. Apparently, English uh, the the English crews don't aren't really big fans of uh, the American directors, right? Well, the well, union the the unions demand very specific times for breaks and shooting and all yeah. that, and that was not something James Cameron wanted to deal with. Which is kind of which is kind of funny because I thought Lucas filmed in England because he didn't want to deal with the unions here in the U.S. Uh, well, he had this pretty much the same problems. They, yeah. they, right. they didn't give him much, uh, no, they much respect much either. either. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was the other thing is that, you know, the union in England, you have to work your way up. You can't just suddenly be like, oh, you're brilliant. We're just going to jump you right to fe- feature director. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it wasn't just like they a were, second, it was a sec- his second film. This was the second full, you know, feature movie. Um, yeah, it's like the James Bond stuff. The James Bond directors, essentially, with, you know, with recent exceptions... Um, have all been like you know they were sound editors or grips or editors yeah. of previous James Bond movies before they took over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with Aliens, well, the one thing with Alien you mentioned about getting to know the characters a little better, I don't really feel like you do, except with a couple of exceptions. Well, I don't there's a lot of Marines that blur together. There yeah. are, yeah, but it's you, hard to tell Hudson and Hicks apart. Spunkmeyer. <laughs> Can we please just have a moment of silence for Spunkmeyer? Um, I mean, five, five, five. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Apone, I think he's... Well, Apone, yeah, he's he's the black guy in charge as opposed to the black grunt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sorry, um, but... No, but that's how, essentially, it breaks down. The ones that survive into the second hour are the only ones right. that you really remember. You remember Vasquez. You remember Hicks. Oh, you remember Vasquez. Vasquez. You remember Hicks. You remember Hudson. Well, you, you remember- barely remember Gore- Gorman. He was one of the last guys to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you remember. Well, you remember Gorman because everybody calls him an asshole. You remember. Yep. D, you remember D, Dietrich, and he doesn't make it. Right. Game over, man. Game over. Uh, he he was he was aw- come on. Bill Paxton was Bill awesome. Paxton was, right. was going over. I, I, he, he you know what? He was over the top, and he loved every you, minute. Do you of know it. what movie got him this role? Weird, Weird science? science. Yep. Because he's, he's got the same haircut. Yeah. I, I, I've actually heard some people say that. Um, uh, Hudson is just what Chet would have grown up to be. <laughs> Game over, man. Come on. Classic line. Yeah. But no, but there's so many, like, you know, the pilot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, her. Her, exactly. I don't remember her name. Yeah. There's a lot of just dudes that get, like, carried off. Yeah. You know? Yep. I will say, though... Um, Paul Reiser's character. Yeah. Huh? 
Paul. Oh. The, com- the, the company rep. We're talking about uh, how, Burke. how great, how Burke. great, Burke. Yes. how great a slow burn uh, Ash was. Yep. I think it's even better with Burke. Well, the thing with Burke is is that it's really not much of a slow burn because, they, because he, they, kinda, he gets on their nerves very fast. Well, yeah, but up until then, he he's like trying to be their friend. He's trying to like. He, oh no! Like but when you he, when, he tries to come across, he's the he's the nice guy. No, but yeah, but knowing what you know, touchy what, feely man. knowing what you know, what Ash revealed in the first movie, and knowing that wait a second, this is the same planetoid, right? They're doing this on purpose. But God the, other, damn it. the other thing with that too is though is that Burke. Like, anytime he makes a suggestion, it is pro-explore. Yeah, well, pro- we don't need to kill. We don't need to, you know, commit mass genocide. Let's study. And that that's really, you know, that's the dead giveaway right there. That. Right. I mean, actually, um, I heard an interesting uh, theory uh, about Gorman. Yeah. Um, you know, Gorman is a first-time sergeant, right? Right. He's, he's a ROTC grad. Yeah. Um, ROTC Nazi. Uh, Joe, Joe, you, you, were, you were in the military, right? No, no, you weren't. No, no, he was in military I, school. I was a toy right. soldier. Okay. Toy yeah. soldier. Um, but from what I hear, you do not want to go out on like a mission with a first time, first time lieutenant, first time right. lieutenant. But who was the one that assigned lieutenant? Right, Burke. Burke. Right. So he was. He did this. So he he was kind of. Engineering this entire mission before it failed. Yeah, well, the, co- the corporation was yeah. engineering this well, entire Burke, thing. Well, Burke was he was he was he, he, was, he, was, in, he was the stand-in for the corporation, yeah. right? Um, can we talk about Newt? Newt? I really like Newt with a scream that could shatter glass. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it was the mid '80s after all. She she survived long longer than pretty much everyone else in the entire, the entire colony. That's what colony. she that's what she mentioned that you know she had no weapons. And she's a little girl. She's lasted longer than everybody else. So why don't we make her in charge then? <laughs> a firm idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it's it's an interesting movie because it is partly going back to the scoring. This is a, this is a James Horner score. Oh yeah, and it is balls out on the table. Yeah, it really yeah. is. There's a lot more. You know, well, this action. Is, this is the sci-fi action. Thriller. Sci-fi action. Is, so you need it. A lot of you know iron mallets on steel type of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you have like the very militaristic music at the right. beginning, and it, it makes them. It, it brings them together as they aren't organized. They right. march. They're and the, I mean, and the weapon. I mean, the weaponry. I mean, the, Jesus. You know, the rifles that were. Yeah. Like, yes. The steady cam <laughs> rifles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh the mini. Yeah, the minigun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those, but, those, those steady cam guns are really excellent. <laughs> it looks like a. I like crazy, the grenade launchers. Yep. <laughs> we all, hey, we all had our favorite weapon from Aliens. Yep, yep, yep. yep. You know, it's funny. I was watching it at home on, on home video. It was me and uh, my mom's boyfriend at the time, Tom. And we're watching it, and it's that elevator scene where she's going down into the hive and she's going to yeah. you know, take out the queen. The, yeah. the queen. And she's loading up everything, and she's got she's she's strapping everything on and all that. And then, and this is, she fixes her hair. And Tom is just like, really need to do that right now. <laughs> she does all this, and then she just runs her fingers through her hair and like shakes it out. I think she's getting it out of her face, so it'll stay out of her face. Oh, the last the last thing you want when you've got hair that doesn't quite fit in a ponytail <laughs> is you turn a corner. Really fast, your hair yep. whips over your eyes. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and the alien jumps you Damn down. Damn hair, you've killed us all! That is a problem! 
the design it's not, of that. It's not like she was primping and making it look good. No, she was just get out of my face. Right. Um, the design of the alien queen is really cool. Oh yeah. yes, the flat head, the you the know, kind of the, the frills towards the dude. right. Dude, that confrontation in, in, down in the hive is probably my favorite scene in the movie because it's just them; st- they're staring at each other, right? And then she holds the torch down, and she and the alien yeah, back off. She shows what the torch can do, and then she points it at the eggs. Yeah, and, and the then, alien gets it. And then, like, and then he, she sees like. And yeah, you know, once once she's getting new, she sees the alien starting to creep in. It's like you gonna double cross me, all right, bitch. Take this. Yeah. She tortures them all. And that, and that I love that. Just that that cock of her head. It's like yep. you gonna do this, aren't you? <laughs> I thought we had an arrangement. Yeah, <laughs> you're dead now. Well, that was great up until the elevator shows up and there's the alien queen. Like say. <laughs> I am twice as large as this car, but we're going to fake we're it. We're going to fake it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stan, she's Stan, she's... Stan Winston has a lot to say on the commentary track about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her, her limbs are very narrow, so she can crouch down really <laughs> tight. Yeah, they just have a black curtain off the, across the back where the yeah. rest hanging off yeah. <laughs> when she gets off the elevator. Um, yeah, and then she manages to also fit into the landing gear yeah. 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 of the escape vessel. Can we talk about Bishop? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't really talk about Bishop. Is a great character. Bishop was a, because, it's so fun cause well, because the you know, first time through he plays so dark, and then you wa- then you realize that the character is purely innocent, like kid. You watch yeah. it again, and you just oh, he's right, like but, six. But, but the thing is, you, you, your judgment of Bishop is clouded by Ash. Ash. Yeah. Yes. So you're thinking. They, you are a son of a bitch. I know it. They, yeah, I mean, set, they set him up as being an android really early on, so you, you suspect him. You stop looking at Burke, right? And, and he's you, he's expl- looking at the alien, going, "Amazing, isn't it?" And he's just yeah. like, and you see, right? And you see, uh, you see Ripley's hostility towards Bishop, and you're like, you're with her all the way. You're like, yes, yeah, I get and why you're pissed off. What's interesting it. about that too is that Bishop, I think, has been trying to make amends the entire time yeah, for something right. he didn't even do. Just to gain her trust. And it's really interesting because you don't realize that it's not until that very last moment when, you know, she's she's standing on the gantry, the, you know, the alien queen is coming up the elevator, and she and the bishop's not there. Yeah, They're like, oh, yeah, sh- okay, fine. There, he finally, he finally revealed it, and then, boom, there he is. Comes yep. up out of nowhere. It's yeah. like, nah, nah I've, been, I've been good guy the whole, the whole time. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, it was just really unstable, but I was, you know, saying, she's like, it's okay, bishop. It's yeah. Good. We're good. We're solid. Yeah, and then he gets <laughs> the tail through. Yeah, exactly. Oh, come on. Blah, blah, oh, that too. Oh, God. Yeah. God. What's funny about that too is that, you know, he's like, he's still like, the, the upper half is still functional. Yes. And he's just like, he's sliding all over the place when they open the <laughs> airlock again. Mike brought something to my attention I never thought about. I was about. about to bring this up, actually. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, If you really look at it, the third act of the movie of Aliens is pretty much, you know, beat, story beat for story beat, exactly the same as the third act of Alien. Yeah. There's more people around. But yeah. yeah, there's more people there's more around. more people to kill, but yeah. That's... It, it, the story beats are exactly the same. Save the cat, save Newt. Yep. Yeah. Escape. You think you're okay. Here comes the alien. Blast him out of the airlock. Yep. And this is why Cameron has never won an Oscar for screenwriting. Never been nominated for it. 
Because he's not that great of a writer. Yeah. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. He's also not which that is, great of a person. Which is amazing, considering, <laughs> considering how, yeah, this was nominated for seven awards, Academy Awards. Yep. It, actually, yeah. Um, Sigourney Weaver was the first woman nominated for an action film. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it won uh, visual effects. St- um, Stan Winston. Well, yeah, one sound effects oh. editing and visual effects. Yeah. Uh, still Stan Winston. Stan Winston's a genius. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the yeah the, the 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 other things of the movie was like the the sting on the eyes opening when they find that one colonist that's still alive and about yeah. to sprout. And it's like they have that that music sting on the eyes opening. And James Cameron's like, really? And then he watched it all put together. He's like, yeah, that works great. Yeah. And also the the uh, the part where they're firing the alien out the lock and she's climbing back in and the dun 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 dun. That became like the sting to use for your action movie yeah. for right. the next ten years. <laughs> I, I do like James Horner. It was I, I, this is back before James Horner found that comfortable rut that he stayed in for the rest of his life, <laughs> where everything sounded like Braveheart. Yeah. Well, yeah, early this James was ten Horner. years before nine but, years. But to be fair, he did a great, great job with Apollo thirteen. Oh, he did. I love his Apollo thirteen score, and most of that is the you know the same military beats that Catherine had mentioned earlier about you know yep. Alien. A lot of drums. But he also did the score for uh, Field of Dreams. He also did the score for The Rocketeer. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, any other thoughts about Aliens? I mean, I, I do like this movie a lot. No, I just think that... It's a great, good, fun action It is a good play. sci-fi action And it's got, a, it's got a few jump scares, but it's definitely, like, if you're going for a scary movie, this isn't... It's not it. No, no, that, no there, there are very few scares. I mean, there's a lot of good, tense action, especially... When they start getting swarmed, yeah, right? I mean yeah. they are they are like right, when you look at wait when you see the radar and all of a sudden you start seeing all the blit, you know, yeah, inside the room, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where are they? And then Hicks looks up, is like, oh, and then they shit. all look up, yeah. But yeah, the 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 fact that the the blip, the, the the beat on that thing, that little device, clicks just a little faster than your normal heart rate. Yeah. yeah. So your heart starts to catch up. Oh. That's that's a psychological trick right wow. there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think that, I think that's probably why I like Aliens more than Aliens because it isn't that straight horror, and I'm not as much of a horror guy. Right. No. It is. It is. If you're just going to tell some dummy about you know it, all the Alien movies there are, this is the one you're going to tell them to watch. Right. Yeah. It's the most accessible out of all of them. It is. Yeah. This is yeah. this is for a lot of people. This is the entry point. I mean, you don't really need to see Alien to watch Aliens. Yeah. I mean, you you won't get some of it in the beginning, but they ex- they explain it pretty yeah, well. And interestingly, I had my when I saw Aliens, I saw Aliens in the theater, and I hadn't I hadn't seen Alien yet. The closest I got was I had read the novelization, and um, I read the Mad Magazine parody of it. So that's about all my knowledge of. of you, had, you, had, you, had, you had a basis. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Mort Trucker. <laughs> so anyway, on to 92, when all of our hopes and dreams were dashed for Alien Cubed. Yeah. Here are the facts. At 0800 hours, Prisoner Murphy, through carelessness on his part, Found dead in vent shaft 17. He seems to have been sucked into a ventilator. <laughs> At about 2100 hours, Prisoner Gollick reappeared in a deranged state. Prisoner's bogs and reins are missing. 
there seems to be a good chance that they have met with foul play at the hands of prisoner Golly. We need to organize and send out a search party. Volunteers will be appreciated. I think it's fair to say that our smoothly running facility has suddenly developed a few problems. I can only hope we are able to all pull together over the next few days until the rescue team arrives for Lieutenant Ripley. It's here. We got Clemens. Stop this ready at once. I'm Stop telling it. you. It's here. Stay here and get that foolish woman back to the infirmary. I get you know what I gotta say for all of the many many flaws this movie has I still kind of like it I like this movie yeah. I like, I, it. I like it for oh, no, I'm reading, I'm reading it's, 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 it's a psychological thriller. It's, a, it's an independent film. It's it, what it's, it is. It's, yeah. I've, re- I've read about the production problems this movie's had. I'm surprised something semi-cohesive came out of it. They were shooting without a script. Yep. They were, they were, they were, just, they were having to rewrite and rethink and redo all the time. Uh, Michael Bean was like, "No, you can't use my image." So they—that was one reason why uh, Hicks is completely destroyed, right? And unrecognizable. Is he refused to sign off on the image, and then he was like, "If I could go back and do it now, he'd be like, yes, please, David Fincher, if you'll put me in one of your other movies, thank you.'" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this was Fincher's like this, this is his major his, directorial debut. Yep. Yep. Um, which is he was a, mu- a music video director. He had directed a lot of Madonna's top videos. And this would be in the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> I just, I remember the, the fanfare for this movie was, I mean, next to Batman Returns. Because Aliens was such a huge hit. Right, you and know? you had waited six, six years. years. Yeah. The thing well, is, though. Seven years between Alien and Aliens. Yeah. Six yeah. Aliens, yeah. The thing, yeah, that, the thing that like, just strikes me most about this movie, right off the bat, is that Hey, you know all those characters you came to really love and like you know you loved Hicks, dead. you loved Newt, both dead. Yep, both, both dead. No lines. Both Jonesy horribly dead. dead. <laughs> well, Jonesy, that little shithead, still stayed on the space station. So, yeah. but I mean, Bishop was you know torn apart. Yeah, Bishop uh-huh. was a head. Right, exactly. And um. yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, but there are some some things I like about this movie. I love the I you know even though she's in a prison, it's an isolationist movie. Yes. Yep. She's very isolated from everybody. And then when she finally does find human contact in Charles Dance, they kill him immediately. Yep. Yep. That was a great scene, by the way. Yeah. I love how that takes your guard down. Oh, they're just laying here. They just had sex. And, and, and we're having we're having the, the, the exposition. We're finding out what his dark history is. And then they're going to bond some more. And, yep. He's dead. Yep, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> But, I mean, you th- this is, I and mean, there's not a whole lot of named actors in this. I mean, P- Pete Postlethwaite was one of them. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot he was in this one. Yeah. There's a, couple of, uh, there's a couple of other actors whose names just escape me right now. I'm sure they all went on to do Guy Ritchie movies, because everybody's got <laughs> thick Cockney accents. Yep. <laughs> it's like Australia, the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Dutton. Yeah, Charles Dutton. Charles Dutton is, a, Charles Dutton is excellent. Uh, I love about him, I mean, apart from the, the fact that, yes... He is playing their token magical Negro in this. But he's 
He's got some really weird lines, but he delivers them and you believe him. And you you just think about, you know what, if I had to deliver that line, I'd sound like a twit. Yeah, exactly. But he's he, just got that great baritone voice. Yeah, and he commits to it. And he's just like, I believe in this line, therefore you will believe in this line. Well, even like when he's telling him what you did, you don't need, you don't come near me. I am a murderer and a rapist of women. Like, oh, shit. Okay. And then, she goes, and then she goes, oh, I guess that means I make you uncomfortable and sits down. Yeah. Wow. What? The, uh... Oh, which one is he? He is the eighth Doctor, I believe. Okay. Eighth Doctor Who? Paul oh. McGann. Oh, that's right. Paul McGann is one of the guys in here. I remember watch, uh, hearing that. Yeah. Paul McGann, the Doctor that oh. wasn't really the Doctor, but was the Doctor? Yeah, he was He was, he was the only like one. He was in the Fox. He was in the Fox Doctor Who. Oh. Yeah. Well, he, also, he was also in the... Uh, <laughs> And one of the preview. Right, he, he didn't do a series. He was right. He was, no, there was, that, there he, was that, that thing was horrible. He was the pre, he was the bridge between Chris Eccleston and he, he, number seven. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I'd, I'd forgotten that he was in it. I'd, usually, when I prep these things, I don't have time to watch all the movies. I'll do like I'll do what Catherine did. You know, you watch some um, everything wrong with. Right. Oh yeah. no, I watched I watched you, Alien. She watched Alien. the whole thing. Yeah, I watched that's Alien, true. Aliens, Alien Cubed. Um, the specials, the specials in Kaylee Cube, Resurrection, AVP, AVPR. Oh, but oh. I don't have kids, so I could put this on in the background during the day while doing stuff. That's yeah. Yeah, that's good, that's <laughs> a good point. But I've been watching this guy on YouTube, Oliver Harper reviews, and what he does is these retro reviews, and he does a good, solid review from start to finish, including production problems, budgetary issues, who did the score, how well it did, the merchandising tied into it, video games that were tied into it. Actually, I I, um, I found this uh, channel on, on YouTube called uh, The Cinephiles. Okay. C-I-N-E-F-I-L-E-S. Yeah. And it's John Roca from uh, Collider, and he, and he has a, uh, like a director, a friend of his, and they actually go like an hour to two hours in depth of movies, and they did Alien and Aliens. Mm. I listened to those before that, and that's a few of those. Points See, I had to I had to watch the featurettes, some of the featurettes again because I just love when they tried to dress up the whippet as the young alien yep. and let it run around the set. And you're like, yep, that looks like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that costume running around. That's, That's actually something I thought was really in- inventive with this one is that it actually impregnates a dog, so yep. the alien comes out on all fours. Yeah, yeah. they call it the the dragon. Yeah. Well, the, the yeah one of the guys. Well, the, the original one was it was going to be out of an ox, and then they decided to scrap that because they decided, you know what, oxen are slow and plodding and not very scary, <laughs> so we're going to do a Rottweiler instead. But they'd already shot the scene with what they called the Bambi Burster because it had like long, spindly legs, yeah, <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, it was a lot of you know changing their minds. But yeah, this was the first of many movies for Alec Gillis and Tom Holland doing the effects for the aliens, and Tom Holland was often in the suit, right? You get to do really. Used to that, yeah. Um, even back then, the the effect didn't look great. No, a lot of uh, stop motion, a lot of uh, rod puppetry. You, you, you get the feeling that it was like it was the this was they were starting to kind of mill it in. I think by this. Well, no, that's it was, the, it was that's the, the feeling I got from it. It was the birth of well, they, these this was their first Alien movie was this one, and they were trying to do different things, and it was the beginning of CG. You know, the other stuff that came out at the same time was like Terminator 2. Yeah, that's right. right. And yeah. a lot of other stuff. They were just trying to figure out how to marry shots of, like, you know, something that they shot on a green screen and then putting it in. Right. With, you know, having had, you know, stop motion and all this other stuff. And it just, they didn't have, 
James Cameron's budget they didn't have Steven Spielberg's budget for uh, yeah considering considering how much mo- how much money Aliens made that they didn't they decided to get cheap out well again it was six, it was six years later I think they just wanted to get something out yeah I mean it took a lot of convincing and a lot more money for Sigourney Weaver to decide to come back yeah because yeah. she yeah an alien you know when they were doing Aliens she wanted to she wanted to not have any weapons. She wanted to make love to the alien. Nope. Nope. And she wanted to die. Nope. And nope. James Cameron was like, nope, nope, and nope. <laughs> You'll understand when I'm a real scumbag, okay? <laughs> Get out of here, Sigourney. <laughs> and, and to be fair, um, Dave Fincher's a great director. He's not a great action movie director. He, he, his movies are very... His, no, his very his movies are all psychological, yeah. which, which is what Catherine brought up. And that's there's, why I think... There's a very psychological edge to this movie... Versus the other Right, ones. and I think yeah. for the people that do, like, like Catherine and I, who do like this movie, th- that does give it some edge. It is, it definitely looks like a David Fincher movie. It looks like an early David Fincher movie. It doesn't look like his current stuff, but... Yeah. Not, but there's, not... like, there's a scene early on where she's, you know, Sigourney's alone, trying to, you know, she's she's found out that she's got a chestburster in her, so she's going out, she's trying to get the alien to kill her and take her out. Right. And so she's going along with a pipe, and she sees, and they show, they show an alien head. They show an alien head, and like yep. it starts to move, and she stabs it, and it turns out it's a rusty pipe full of bugs. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And Ew. so, you know, but they, they actually show you what she's seeing. They don't show you, like, a pipe lit kind of funny. Right. But they, they show you an alien, and then they show you that, but you can see how you could have thought, right. you know, and you sit, you sit there and wonder... What's real and what's not. Did right. They, did they actually show me the alien, or did they really just show me a pipe and light it funny? Right. Yeah, so. yeah I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Fincher fan, so I'm, I'm not. I could take or leave him, especially in pretty much everything after Fight Club has been yeah. really hit or miss. I didn't like Benjamin Button. I do not care for the social media, uh, the social network. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was okay, but the yeah. the Swedish movies were better. Yeah, I didn't like. I, I did not like uh, the Dragon Tattoo very much. Yeah. He is a he is a producer for uh, House of Cards, though. Yeah, which I'm down with. He, he's got skills. It's just he, he most of his movies just seem kind of kind of very depressing. For me. There are some directors that are stuck in their own ass, and he's one of them. He is one yeah. of them. So Gone Girl was good. Did he direct that? Yes, he did. He, okay. Yeah. That was his last one. I, I, was, I just forget that he directed yeah. that. So Seven was good, you know. Oh, Seven. Oh, oh Seven's right. excellent. Seven and Fight Club are excellent movies. Both of them. Uh, too depressing for me. All the right. Game, I liked the game. I had never seen the game. I like it a lot. Oh, okay. I, I want to find a copy and watch that again. All right, ready to move on to the foreign uh, entry? Yeah. 1997, Alien Resurrection. I actually do prefer this over Alien 3. Written, written by Joss Whedon. It's written, written by, by Joss, Joss Whedon. Whedon. Yeah.
so you know all your beloved characters are going to die. <laughs> there is... The interesting thing with this, again, going back to the quadrilogy, have you watched the director's cut? Yeah. Okay. So have you watched both of them now? I just feel like the director's cut is a completely different movie than the one that they showed in theaters. A bit, yeah. The opening scene is... All right, so... I I didn't rewatch it recently. Okay. But But there's a lot of different scenes. The the movie is structured a lot differently. It It feels... Honestly, the director's cut feels more like you're watching a movie from the guy who did City of Lost Children and Amelie. There's a lot more play because it is. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. He's very, very playful with a lot of like little gross-out scenes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is just some. This movie, out of all of them, goes off the rails the fastest. I think, though, easily. Brad Dorif's character. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he, he's he's kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Dan Hedaya's character, who is just. And Ron Perlman is over the top best. Yeah, oh, well, it was funny though. It's when, Ron when, Perlman, yeah. yeah, he's delightful. When, he is delightful. When Resurrection know. came out, I was I was surprised. We're on Sun Coast, and uh, one of my coworkers went to go see. He's like, "Geez, you think in the future they'd find that some guy in technology has shaved Dan Hedaya's back?" Who's <laughs> 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 Dan Hedaya? Dan Hedaya. Well, I, I know he was Nick Tortelli. He was the he was the general. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was in some, wasn't he, wasn't he Nixon in some weird comedy? Yes, he was. Um, I think it was Elvis Nixon. Or Nixon Elvis, or something like that. No, no you're right. No, it was Nixon Nixon. Nixon, yeah, no, he was Nixon, but it was about the meeting of... No, no, Elvis was nowhere near, it was two teenage girls. Oh, Dick! Dick! That's the name of the movie, okay. Because I confused that movie with the other movie, because there's a lot of Nixon movies that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. He, play, he played uh, Carla's husband in Cheers. Yeah, Nick Tortelli. Alright, let's get back to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie tries so hard to be a French remake of Aliens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the most part, I mean, multiple, multiple creatures, uh, lots of hardware, lots of guns. Yeah, yeah. And your sympathetic android. Yep. Played by I, Winona Ryder. I, I liked her character. I liked uh, Paul. Paul. Yeah. I, I actually I thought she was a really fun character. There, I don't know. I think that they were trying to lean a little too much on trying to give <coughs> Call and Ripley a relationship. There are just so many like little like simmering scenes in there. It's like if they hadn't yelled "cut," they would have been making out. What one thing? One thing I didn't notice about this. Bad, but with this movie, I. <laughs> Honestly, I think you could have taken Ripley out of this movie and it probably would have been a little bit better because she really doesn't do much for the movie. She's out of place. Yeah. She's, she, 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 her, her acting is very bland in this movie. Well, again, this took another lot of convincing and a whole lot more money yeah. to get her to come back. Um, <coughs> at this point, I mean, Ripley has always been a survivor. The first three movies, she is a survivor. Right. Well, except for the end of the third one. Well, yep. yeah. <laughs> but in this movie, she's an alpha. Yeah. She doesn't need to be an alpha. Right. I mean, she, she's a clone, you know, mixed with alien DNA, so she can do awesome hook shots from behind her back. And Yeah. Because aliens are known for their basketball skills, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can... They're, they're extremely dexterous yeah. and agile. Right. Yes. They, they, they climb on swarm all over the place. They can run along ceilings. They can um, survive in space, in vacuum of space. Yep. Yeah. For small periods of time. 
And then eventually they just go falling out, which, <laughs> again, uh, another thing with this movie. They get a little more inventive this time with, uh, <laughs> with the way they space it. With the, the way that they space this one, because <laughs> going back to the whole, you know, Ripley is an alien clone, she manages to birth an alien child who I'm just going to call Ugh. Stewie. No, she, doesn't, she doesn't birth the alien child. The alien she, makes love, she, she makes love. She makes love to, to the, the alien, alien queen, which she, yep. and then it births it. That I forgot about that, and then this thing kills the alien queen. Yeah, yeah, because you go, you're not my mommy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad to see that the French are, are more more forgiving, giving her stuff. You know, giving her what she wants. I will. Well, she, you know, she, in the second movie, she got two of the three things she wanted. Yeah, she got no guns. Yeah, and she got to die. Yeah. Yeah. So it just took the fourth movie to get her to be able to make love to the alien. Right, exactly. And then once they finally get Stewie to, uh, you know, up against the, you know, open thing of an airlock, it yeah, just well, sucks his insides out. Well, she she realizes that he's going to continue killing because he killed the nice, the nice uh, one leftover nice army guy. And so she cuts her hand open on his face and yeah. puts a little hole in a window and then backs him up against it. I, I will say, I, the, the underwater scene... It's probably one of my favorite scenes in this entire movie. It, it is a good it's scene. A good it's scene. not I mean, overly CG'd. I mean, at this point, it's you know, it's the Michael Wincott show. Yeah. Just shoot him in something. That's how I talk every movie. <laughs> um, it's just it, I don't know. This, I mean, when I was talking to Autumn about this, she was like, "This, this is the only one I've ever seen." Th- oh this, God! <laughs> this movie, this one had a sense of fun that I that I thought was lacking from the third one. You think? Oh, well, it's David Fincher. David yeah, Fincher exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He doesn't, he do, fun. He doesn't Grims- do fun. He's Grimsville all the way. That's, that's why I prefer this one over three. But yeah, this one this one does have delightful bits in it. And, you know, I'd, I'd have to find my graphic that I did, but I did compare all of the main characters to main characters from Firefly. Matched <laughs> them all up. And this does have one, one of my favorite uh, alien kills. Where the chest bursts or bursts through the guy's head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. The guy's like, I'm going to die, and I'm taking you with me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like, like that. the spajoo. Yeah. <laughs> now, in the direct- spajoo's on Firefly, too. I know. In the director's cut, they actually do make it back to Earth. Yeah, all it is is the conversation that Ripley and Call have on the spaceship instead happens on the blasted surface of Earth, and I'm like... Everybody's been talking about what a shithole Earth is. Do we really need to see right. a corner of the Terminator 3 set? I mean, come <laughs> on. Wasn't that like the um, one of the endings in um, Army of Darkness? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah the, the Rip Van Winkle one where he right. says it wrong and he sleeps too long <laughs> and he comes up and it's just blasted hellscape. So, all right. That's the director's cut of that movie. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I find Alien Resurrection a delightful change of pace. When you're watching them back to back to back, the fact that they each have their own flavor and and pacing is nice because you're not just watching the same drone for eight hours. Exactly, yeah. I do I, I do like that. This original quadrilogy has got a lot of personality. Yeah, which yeah. is you really can't say that about a lot of movie series, especially kind of in the horror genre. Yeah. I mean, closest thing, I guess, really, really stretching the comparison here is maybe Nightmare on Elm Street. I'll give you that. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. 
But for the most part, I mean, all these movies have, you know, like I said, they have their own personalities. You don't see Saw movies doing this. Well, you've seen one Saw movie. You've, you've seen, them, seen all. them all. Yeah, it's the same torture porn story over and over again. And yeah, fortunately... And like, yeah, like Nightmare on Elm Street, you kind of go... Da, 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 you, 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 first of all, you or, any Michael Bay, or any Michael Bay movie. Right. Yeah, it's like you've got a little bit of variety... Oh yeah, the Michael Bay movies are really uh, really diverse from each other, aren't they? I know. Because Transformers One doesn't look like I had anything like Transformers Three. Oh, like right. the Explorer. Oh wait, that's not out yet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like the no, seriously, the last three Transformers movies are indistinguishable. Because I beg you, name the subtitle. Uh, <laughs> I think the last one was called The Last Night because it has something to do with, with the King Arthurian Arthur. legends uh, for some to extinction. All right. Sorry, you guys are taking too long. All right, anyway. <laughs> Fifteen years in between movies. Yeah. For Prometheus, the prequel. Kind of? David, why are you wearing a suit, man? I beg your pardon? You don't breathe, remember? So, why wear a suit? I was designed like this because you people are more comfortable interacting with your own kind. If I didn't wear the suit, it would defeat the purpose. Making you guys pretty close, huh? Not too close, I hope. (laughs) This just goes to prove that Ridley Scott did not write it and Dan O'Bannon deserves some goddamn credit. Oh my god. (laughs) I'll give you that. Thank you. Jesus. Alright, this movie is... Out of all of them, I know a lot of people didn't like Alien 3. This is a slog. I I prefer Alien 3 over... Either of the movies we're about to talk to. This talk is, about. Oh. You know, the weird thing is, I think that there's some competence within the film, the craft of making a movie in this movie. But Ridley Scott is a, is a talented filmmaker, but he doesn't always have the best writing movies. We need to move away from his messages yeah. about things, especially in alien movies. Yes. Well, well, the last time he did a movie that didn't really have a message, we got The Martian. Right. Which was a fantastic comedy. Who doesn't love that movie? The Martian? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Damon. I haven't seen it. It was okay. Seen it I read the book first. The book is way better. Okay. <laughs> I never read the book. I just the, really enjoyed the movie. It's fun. Read it. <laughs> but Prometheus... When you're promised an alien prequel pretty much out of the gate... You're not expecting big flopping splatter things and... And white dudes. Like, the whitest of white dudes. (laughs) Beluga men, if you will. The story is kind of all over the place in that one. Yeah, it doesn't... It's not cohesive at all. And they had a script. They don't have the Alien 3 excuse. Right. You know, they're they're out exploring. They land on a planet, and then these black spores show up. Because X Files is a good movie, <laughs> and then the some oil. of them start dying somehow, and then these, these creatures start appearing, and maybe they're aliens, or maybe not. I what the hell is going on with this movie? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I just know if I, if a I haven't seen it, so I really can't comment. If it. a spaceship oh. is rolling at you, do not run in a straight line. Yep. That was, yeah. Take a 90 degree turn. I've seen, I know the scene you're talking about. Take a 90 degree turn. She- Shelly Steren escapes the crash of the of the ship just to die five seconds later. By being squished by it. Yeah. What the hell? Why did you save her? <laughs> Why did you do that? There's no point to her surviving. The, the other issue with this, too, is that there are ways of surviving the infestation. The yeah. infection. 
Yeah, have it, have it cut out of you. Yeah, exactly. In a really... I'm just going to go gross. Can't think of a better word for it. Just gross scene. Well, first you have to have sex with someone that is infected. Right. And then that that, that creates... Makes your baby into an octopus creature. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then... And then, and then, and then... And it's then just, it, it kills an engineer, and they give birth to an alien... Ish thing. thing. See, alright. I will never forget the day I watched this movie. It was the day before Jamie was born. Oh. Yeah. Poor thing. Well, it's like one of those things. We were going in to be induced the next day, and it was like... Autumn was just like, she was reading, she just wanted to get her mind off everything. And I, you wanted to show her this movie? No, no, I was I was watching TV by myself, and I'm like, I'm going to watch Prometheus. And I'm just watching it like, oh god, I'm, just, I'm falling asleep right now. This isn't good, this is... Oh, finally, Alien, what the fuck is that? It was barely an alien. <laughs> yeah, I watched this movie in theaters. It was such a giant letdown. Yeah, same thing here. I'm like... I really was expecting something. I wanted more than I got. The summer of 2012 gave us the Avengers and Dark Knight Rises and Prometheus. <laughs> Yay! I remember Yay. when I own two out of those three movies. Oh. <laughs> I actually own Prometheus. I've never watched it, but I've—I I've, mean, I've never watched it again. I've just owned it. For this is going to be end up in my collection if I ever just you know bite the bullet and just buy. Oh, here's every alien movie ever made. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the same reason I own Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is because it's on a two-disc set right. that has all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got the quadrilogy. I don't... I I don't know why I got Prometheus. I think it was just like, you know, I was just kind of... Hey, it was in the five ninety nine bin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things that it is worth the curiosity view, if anything, because you're not going to listen to your friends who've seen the movie and go, don't... Yeah. I do think you have to watch this at the very least, just so you can kind of maybe understand what goes on in the next movie, Alien Covenant. You don't need to watch the next movie. Anyhow, the horn's coming. It's coming for me. Get me the fuck out. Ferris, please open up. I can't do that. I have to keep the infection level. <laughs> Um, I... I didn't hate this as much as you did. I I, I, I was so massively disappointed by this movie. You were psyched right? for this one. Oh, I, I, I was thrilled. Because I love alien movies. And I, so I was like, wait... Well, well you're, well, thinking, you're thinking this is going to be the bridge between Prometheus and Alien. Yeah. So I was looking at my watch. I was like, oh, are, are we going to get to the aliens anytime soon? Half an hour left of the movie. Oh, there's one. What, what, really? Come on. No, he's already dead. <laughs> All right, so I'm assuming you guys haven't seen. I, have, I, I not, haven't seen. I haven't seen Covenant. All right, I, don't I bother. Was, I ran out of time before I could get That's, to see it. It's quite all right. It is quite all right. It's four ninety nine on YouTube for the rental. Pretty much, this is what Showbox is made for. Yeah, don't. That's bother. how I did it. And, um, and if you can't see it for free, don't watch. it. Yeah, it's. 
I think it's it's worth the one time view. I never need to watch it again. Yeah. I mean, Michael Fassbender just eats so much scenery. Yeah. And they let him play two characters. Uh, oh. one, one is a nice character. The other is the character from Prometheus. Yep. Who you were supposed has become an mad scientist. I, I mean, I, I really there's not a whole lot I want to give away just in case. Uh, first of all, there are like three different types of alien creatures. Yeah. There's the spore monster. Yeah. Um. Then there is the or there's the spore monster. There's another one, wasn't there? Uh. Well, there was like this little tiny smaller spore monster, and then there was a bigger spore monster. Yeah. Without the face. And then you had the alien. Yeah. Now, the thing is, when the alien finally <laughs> pops out of somebody's chest. Michael Fassbender's character is standing there, and he's, like, doing the sign language. And the alien looks at him and does the same oh, sign language. Like, Don't look, Dad! But it's not a chest burster. It's a little tiny alien. And it's really bad CG. It's really bad. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Oh, my God. I mean, if you're going to genreize the movies, this is your slasher movie. <laughs> this is what you get for having interracial sex. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and ugh. There's there's a there's a quote unquote twist at the end that you see coming a mile away. There is no way you can you can be surprised by that twist. Right. Oh, it was terrible. It, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, Mike was very excited for this movie. By the way, I can't understate that enough. Oh, now I had heard so a rumor, yeah. and this is this is from a coworker, so we're not really going to give it much credence. It's not Joe. Is it, it is Joe. Uh, that, then you don't yeah, believe it at all. That um, Ridley Scott is trying to tie the worlds of Alien and Blade Runner together. Oh, good God! Like Please the Weil and Utani company is the one responsible for the replicants and responsible for um, the the the, 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 dro- the androids. Oh, the androids that you get in in the Alien movies. And I told him that's not going to ever work. And after having to hear him say his thing, I was like, well, first of all, their own... Ridley Scott doesn't own the rights to these characters. No. He is a director for hire for for the first Blade Runner movie and all of the other stuff. And I told him pretty much straight up, there is no way. Because Warner owns Blade Runner. Correct. Fox owns Alien. They're not going to see yeah. eye to eye on this. And then he told me about another Blade Runner sequel. I'm like, well, with the timing that they've got, I'll be 80 years old when that movie comes out. And, and the fact that um, I, I don't... 2049 bomb. I don't think 2049 has made its budget back yet. No. Wow. And I heard it's awesome. I, I yeah, the reviews for it were amazing. I mean, and I've heard that it's like a very good nobody's movie. Nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to see yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, I liked Blade Runner. Eh, it was I okay, but I don't want to pay I for this unapologetically movie. love Blade Runner, so I, I, that's... I wasn't crazy about it. I like yeah. it. I like it. I, I know that a lot of people like it. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought it was boring as hell. It's a, it's a slow movie, though. It is. It is. It is. It's not your... It's not and I your... watched it recently. I watched Moon. I really enjoyed Moon. If you want to talk about a slow sci-fi movie. That's like, yeah, a good movie, yeah. But it's a really good movie. Yeah. Blade Runner is a slow movie, and it's okay... But I'm, I'm just sitting, you know, at the re- last time I watched it, I was like, hey, that's Edward James almost! Cool! <laughs> that, was about to make, that was about my big thrill. Rutger Howard! <laughs> so anyway, let's just t- discuss and sure the rest. All right. <laughs> 2004, Alien vs. Predator. Hieroglyphs are a little difficult to make out. But this story is all here. 
thousands of years ago, these hunters found a backwater planet. They taught humans how to build and were worshipped as gods. Every hundred years, the gods would return. And when they did, they would expect a sacrifice. Humans were used to breed the ultimate prey. The hunters would battle these great serpents to prove themselves worthy to carry the mark. Hunters lost. They made sure nothing survived. An entire civilization wiped out overnight. I actually saw this at the movie. Theater. I did too. I Opening saw this one day. in Requiem. In, in you theaters. saw Requiem? Oh, what is wrong with you? At theaters. Expendable cash, not married, no kids. <laughs> That's true. There you go. Um, 2007, come on. Alien vs. Predator, I... You know, I recently went back. I watched the, the Nostalgia Critic did a review of it recently. It's like cards on the table. It's not a good movie, but it it actually accomplishes what it promised to do: show you aliens versus predators. But it wasn't in it a was, PG it was a com- thirteen movie. It was a comic. Somebody saw the comic book and said, "Hey, we got to make this because it was a right. comic book first, yeah. right?" And and also in the back scene of one of the Predator movies, they show there's like an alien skull kind of in, in oh, there. Predator, Predator two, yeah. yeah. So they're like they've been in the ship, yeah. If you yeah. see the, you see yeah. the skull, you're like. Oh, I gotta see this now. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I have to admit, I have to say, I was excited for it. Yeah. I was like, this is the, this is the fight you want to see. And I knew it wasn't going to be great film. I knew it was going to be aliens versus predators. Because you and you need to have some humans because otherwise the aliens never show up. You want right. you wanted to see the, the the galaxy's greatest hunters against the the galaxy's greatest <laughs> predators. You're like, yes. This is no! <laughs> yeah. It's PG... And I, I, I understand. People will argue with me that rating doesn't matter. The PG-13 killed this movie. Yes. Yeah. I, I got a question, though. Why the hell... Yeah, I have never seen a Predator take off their mask after a kill. It's like, oh, I need to get a breath. I gotta take this thing off. Yeah, whew. Well, nothing bad is going to happen they, they, now. They apparently have to pose a lot with the mask off in these movies, you know, because just you know, it's like it's like the Spider-Man movies. You got yeah, at some point, Spidey has to take the it mask takes off. the mask off. Just go. What was that? <laughs> but I can't do with my mask on. Apparently, yeah, yeah. It it's just it's it's I don't ever need to watch this again. And there's no hey, I they, they brought it. back Lance Erickson. They did, and which is weird. Yes, yes, this was the movie of the Wayland Corporation. Right, right. Yeah. Where and you he find was, out he's Mr. He's, he's Wayland. He's Charles Bishop Wayland. Yep. And so that's that's amazing. He's also the his creator again in Alien Three. Um, yeah, right. So, so they, they do a lot. You know, well, the continuity. Like, hey, Lance, you want a chip paycheck? Yeah, sure. Well, that's why. Yeah, I'm well, so up. well, you know what? They just canceled Millennium. Okay, I got to do. It. <laughs> I got to do another well, one. Well, that, that's why this move these movies don't fall into which is a good show, Anon, because 
alien, you know, and again, if you establish a timeline based on the actual movies that are just the alien movies, the alien xenomorph race did not exist on Earth ever. Ever. Right. So having them in, on Earth in this ancient temple destroying for the, the Incan civilization. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, 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 in Antarctica. You know, find, no, you know, no, 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 finding no, out, no, finding that's out mis, that that's, the... that's a mis, that's misconstrued. Oh, yeah. According, uh, they, yeah, no, the the temple that they eventually end up at is in Antarctica, but the one in the priest in the, in the flashback sequences is, oh, yeah. is the Incas. Yeah. You know, and then yeah, you find out that the predators have been coming to Earth for. Centuries, yep. just as to a, fuck over the humans. Yep. Exactly, <laughs> as 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 you know, as a, as a rite of passage of you know for of you know because, for, for the young. Yeah, exactly. This is entire, your right of manhood. In an entire universe, the best opponents they have are humans. No, the best opponents they have are aliens. Yeah, right. And they need the humans to breed them. Yeah, yeah, because LV four two six isn't around yet. Yeah, and who is on LB? But uh, Noah's LB on LB. No one, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he's useless. Wait, because he's dead with his chest <laughs> burst open. In another movie that, you know, again. Um. Wouldn't come up in another five years. It's a dopey. This is this is make yourself some popcorn. Once watch some fun action. Yeah, this right. is. You know what? This is a Saturday Night Spike TV special. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's ten o'clock. I got nothing to do. Ah, yeah. Let's see what's on Spike. Oh, Alien v- AVP. Okay, yeah, but the kids are in bed. I got nice plays going on. Let's go for this. Sure, why not? It's you know, it's 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 one of the, one of the few breaks when they're not having their Star Wars marathons. Right. <laughs> well, it's no longer Spike TV actually. Oh, it isn't. No, no, it's not like the. Uh, it's not Spike anymore. They're not in the national network again, are they? No, no, I think with the cloud. Like, no, they were then the National I, Network. Yeah, they were the National I, I Network, think, the National I, Network. I, I think Spike they're like TV. Universal now. Or something. All right. So, Mike, you're the only one to talk with who can talk any authority about AVP Requiem. What do you mean? Oh, you yeah, saw too. That's right. I'm sorry. It. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I own the unrated version. Ooh. I, think, I think I might as well. I, I haven't watched it, but I own it on Blu-ray. I, I watched it again with the commentary track this last weekend. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it in a while. I just remember uh, the first one, one of the first deaths is a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. a guy, a guy takes his young son out hunting Bambi, and they get <laughs> devoured by aliens. Well, they get face huggers. Well, they, get, no, they, get, they get a couple of face huggers, and then they're lying. Okay, and that? oh, oh, and he lost his arm, but he's still alive for the chestburster. Here's, here's a question: Have any of the movies ever established how the aliens? 
survive. The, just what they eat for sustenance. Are they just murder machines? And no I think they're murder, murder machines. machines. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, they're nothing but, but this, acid and, um, you know. This movie was the first one where they're like, so what happens, how does a queen set up her hive? Because, you know, she doesn't necessarily have a couple face huggers kicking around, so how does, an, this, how does an alien queen get going? And this is the movie where they tackle that question, which is, you know, she starts gestating from... A lo- you know, the lone one around, so she immediately becomes the queen, and she can multi-impregnate pregnant women. So she raids a maternity ward, pumps them full of, of, eggs. of eggs. You watch them go down the throat, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. and then they burst nests out of their pregnant bellies. I thought that was the uh, Predalien that did that. It is the Predalien that did that, but it's because, and the Predalien's name, uh, 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 code name on all the call sheets and everything, Chet. Because <laughs> who grew up to an asshole? Chet. <laughs> Chet's an asshole. Um, I like that. I like that. It's official. It's on. The, it's on the speechettes. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Chet goes around and does that, but that's just that's just what a queen does, and the fact that it's Chet doing it is it just happens to be because yeah. in, in the original script, the pred alien dies on page three. And where's the fun in that? Right. Come on, you got to have a an alien that has the predator face, that then has the mouth tongue, and has um, alien tentacle dreadlock things. Yeah, Yo, that was weird. It's, oh, it's a, a bitch. It is a great ridiculous. And, and, and the town that they uh, that they invade is like. 500 miles from nowhere. It's like in the middle of four forests. Right. It's, it's in the middle of like Vancouver, yeah. Which is and why you get his nougat from yeah, space, just is, to be this sure. This is not what none of the other movies had. Teenagers having sex so you can kill them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a cross between like, you know, Friday the 13th and Aliens, basically. Or, yeah, we were watching, we were watching AVPR and, and my husband's watching it in the background and he's like, you know, I like Jason versus Freddy better. <laughs> <laughs> so do I, actually. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's got a lot of the same kind of thing going on, but it's just, uh, you know, you know what we didn't have enough of? More aliens and more predators. And the fact that they were going for the R rating. And the only way you can get to the R rating is with blood. And alien blood doesn't count. Predator blood doesn't count because it's green and shiny. Right. Nope, you need lots of human gore <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Yep, and they got that. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. So, and the name of the uh, the the one of the two characters, or one of the four characters, make it out. His name is Dallas. Ooh. So hey. So maybe one of his sons goes off into space and dies and dies horribly <laughs> at the hands of the aliens. He's a total failure compared to his ancestor. <laughs> Alright, so... He looks so good. I think the last thing we need to talk about with this is um, some of the video games. Yeah. The one that I brought up, is, and it has to be the most infamous one of the, of the bunch, is uh, Alien Colonial Marines. Oh, this one sucked. Well, it, was it's, terrible. It, it, it sucked, but it was infamous because at the E3 presentation for it, the demo they showed... Blue Minds. Everybody was like blown away by it. it. Became like one of the most anticipated games. It turns out that that was the only bit of the footage, <coughs> the uh, only bit of the game that they actually completed correctly. Well, no. They, well, what it was was they they it looked fully rendered, and they were saying, "Yeah, this is using the in-game engine, the in-game graphics engine. What you see on the screen is what you're going to see in the entire game." Nope. nope. <laughs> 
believe that, you'll believe anything. Yep. 45%, 45% on Metacritic. Oh my yeah. god. I remember, I seem to remember that there was an AVP game released for the Atari Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we don't have to say much more about that. We covered all I, that I last, remember, last I episode. I remember an Aliens game, and I remember when it came up, but I remember one part of it was you actually had to fly the dropship from Aliens down to LV-426. Uh, LV-426. LV-426. 426. 426? Yes. 246. No, it's 426. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, part of it, you could, it was you were sitting at the controls and you could see like that little like oh, yeah, that corridor, thing. Yeah. that landing corridor, and if you straight off a little bit... <laughs> yeah. You find the green rings from Superman 64. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Alright, Mike, you had another one on here? Or was yeah, that, yeah right. there are actually a couple. Um, one, there was a, in 1999, they made a PC game. It was uh, made by Rebellion's Development. And it was it was fun. It was you know it was just standard. You played as an alien or a marine or a predator. But then Monolith Studios made the sequel in two thousand one. It was released. It was um, released uh, produced by uh, Sierra, which is one of my all time favorite uh, PC game companies. And this one was fantastic. Hmm. It actually had a, a thorough story where, for one part of the story, you play as. The Marine, one part of the story you play as the alien, one part of the story you play as Predator, and you have to play through all three like arcs in order to have the entire story told. Ah, okay. And as the alien, first off, you you start off as the facehugger. You have to find, like, uh... You, have, you, have, you actually have to crawl along and, like, crawl up the wall. Scuttle around and find a victim. Scuttle. You have to, Scuttle. <laughs> but you have to find... You have to find someone that's off remote, because if, if anyone... you got no defenses. Right. If anyone sees you, they're going to shoot you. So you have to, then you have to play as a, then you burst out. You're the chest burster, and again you have to find you know quiet hide hide away. You, and I think you eat like a couple of rats. Okay, and that allows you to, to molt. And then you're the alien, and then you can like crawl up walls. You can use a tongue. You can use your tail. Hmm. It's it's really cool. And it, it was actually they actually made a sequel to it. Um, that's just as good, but it, it was if you can actually find it on like Steam or something, that's really right. really good. And what else? Was that it? No, that was it. Oh, alright. Well, I, do we have anything else to say about Alien? They made some books. Yeah, of course they made some books. They always make books. Yeah. And comic books. Yeah. And a whole bunch of toys. Plus a bunch of uh, child-inappropriate toys when uh, Aliens came out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mattel. <laughs> Is it Mattel? It's swell. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, well, hey, this was our 10th anniversary Halloween episode. Yeah, I, yeah that's... Crazy to me. So anyway, uh, next episode, we're going to take things a little in a different direction. We're going to discuss books. (laughs) So what what we're going to do in studio, and we'd like to get your input on this as well, is we're all going to talk about our favorite, uh, one, each of our favorite book series, our favorite author, and our favorite standalone non-series book. Should be an interesting conversation. I think we're all fairly well read. So, um... If you want to get in on this, you can email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com uh, or post on our Facebook page, which is Geek Salad Podcast, or on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Um, you can also check out our archive at um, podbean. I'm sorry, geeksalad.podbean.com or go download the app, uh, the Stitcher, or the uh, iTunes app as well. You can find all of our episodes there. Mike, you had something. Yeah, I, I, I have to take offense to that. I'm not red. I'm human. So I'm like... Ooh. Ooh. 
Where'd Mike go? Oh my god, he must be t- carried off. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it, he'll be okay. Put some ointment on it, he'll be fine. We'll get it later. So, anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth, be nerdful, and kill me. <laughs> Please. And don't order the special. Kill me. Help <laughs> <laughs> oh, my baby, help oh, my baby. Help oh, my baby, <laughs> Send me a kiss by wire. Oh, no. Baby, my heart's on fire. Watch again. Happy Halloween, folks. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own. Get away from her, you bitch.